This is College Dame Day, a podcast for college football fans, hosted by three sisters who recap last week's games, talk about upcoming matchups, and find some time to trash talk the teams they don't like. Let's join Megan, Amy, and Laura as they break the huddle and kick off this week's episode. Welcome, everybody. Season 2, Podcast 13. Alrighty, we gotta talk about it. The Nebraska Iowa game. Once again, we played just well enough to almost win. Um, going on six years now. What are you guys' takeaways? I can't wait to win against them because I'm so sick of them talking crap. Like they should be embarrassed that they like barely eked out a win over us with how we're playing right now, and Illinois killed us. And they're like, kicker is talking trash. I'm like, sit down, learn your place. You're a kicker. I'm just so, I can't wait to shut them up because it's like, I can't say anything because they did win and it's super annoying. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's Amy's optimism rubbing off on me, but I will just point out that we played better than we played against Illinois. So <laughs> that's a positive. Um, and I- maybe also I'm just getting used to losing these games. Yeah, it was kind of like, I think going into it, I didn't have high expectations. I won't say that I expected to lose, but it was in my mind that that was a possibility. And so at the end of the game, I was just kind of like, yeah, I fully thought we could win. Like it's Iowa. It doesn't matter who is ranked and who isn't this game, no matter what is always going to be close. I mean, for maybe like a few select years, it wasn't, but seriously over the years, it's it's been very, very close, no matter who is better than who, you know what I mean? And so it's like, I was expecting a close game. I know nobody else was, but I was, and yeah, I mean, we had a chance to win it in the fourth quarter, even after the muff punt debacle, we still Mm -hmm. had a chance, like our D held and we had a chance to win it at the very end when that kicker missed that kick and it doinked. That's another reason he shouldn't have been talking. Like, dude, you could have sealed the game. Like, shut up and sit down. But anyway, um, yeah, it was like we had a chance down at the end, and that's really all you can ask for. We just have to, like, actually start winning them and pulling them out. Yeah, I mean, if we're trying to, like, really find the positives, you're right. Like, we played a close enough game. Iowa, again, gambled a little bit more than they typically do, and it paid off for them. Um, did you guys see the, so we're having some issues obviously with Cam, Cam Jorgens hiking the ball. And I definitely don't think this was all of it, but did you see that? Like after halftime, I got better. And they said that there was Iowa coaches who were like simulating our snap count by like clapping on the sidelines. Yeah. I heard that. Like, and coach Frost said something about that. And like, Kirk got all like butthurt about it. He was being like super catty. I thought. Yeah. I mean, well, they do not like like each other. Remember, remember mom? She's like, oh, I always thought they were friends. We're like, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, we're like, no. just like OCA and Brownell Talbot are friends. Yes. Yeah. Good um, Go way back. Well, I just feel like that's like, here's the thing. Is it like illegal or like, I, I don't know. I just like, that's not like, if that's how you have to win, that's just like, not classy. Like, I don't know. I'm not like trying it's like what indiana did with like faking their injuries or whatever it's like you can't really prove it and it's not really like against the rules per se but it's just like a coward's way out i feel like i don't know i just 
I'm not yeah, a fan I don't of really like the fact that Scott like had to say something about it though. Like I feel like it's just a bad look. Like I'm not a fan of complaining about that kind of thing because it just makes you look like a whiner and like you're making like, excuses. I, and I, I don't understand that too. But is that Cam Jenkins has been having trouble all season. Like he, mm-hmm. I don't think he has ever fully transitioned to that position. Like, but it wasn't the gas. Like you guys make me play this position, you will pay. Yeah, I know. Like you I will rue like, the day you put me at center. Yeah, at some point, at some point, you have to consider: is that the best position for him? Is he going to be able to like fully make that transition and really become a good center? Or you know, is that something you tried and it just isn't working out because I feel like he has struggled and maybe, you know, the Iowa coaches, like maybe there was like some underhanded things going on and, you know, that was adding to it. But I just feel like you've got to be able to rise above and deal. I fully agree, but I want to clarify, this wasn't why Scott was saying bad snaps it was he was snapping the ball early when the quarterback wasn't ready, and that's what w- was being addressed. And like I think he just was trying to have his players back when people were like, "Why was he doing that? Why is there like another dimension that's added like wrong with his game now?" And I think Scott was just like defending him. I don't know, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, I like I don't I don't like like looking like we're whining either. But I think he was just explaining what happened because he like the media like one of the reporters asked it and he just like said that's what was happening and then he did like he did say he mentioned something to the officials but I don't know I don't think he was like whining yeah well but anyway Fox but come out today per Michael and said that Jurgens will still be the he center will. He will um, be. and he could still be a special <laughs> so I'm like yeah. oh who's special um but Sounds like they're sticking with him. Hopefully yeah. they can get the uh, the issues worked out a little bit. I just don't know why we can't move him down the line a little bit. And, like, then he doesn't have to worry about snapping. But he can still, like, you know, try and, like, create whole. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he can still be on the line if he's not snapping the ball. Like, I don't know. Well, I um, guess my question is, was there, do they have someone else who can take his place? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Farniak can. He was snapping. I don't understand why, like, why we're trying to fill that position with someone who is not, doesn't have that background. Well, like, Scott, I remember. We are going to force this thing to work. It'll work out eventually. No, he was just saying, like, moving him to that position, like, he, like, has a ton of, like, natural, like, ability there. And, like, he thought, because I remember being super excited to see him starting at center, like, a couple years ago or whenever. Like, I remember hearing about him in summer camp and, like, Scott being like, yeah, we're moving him here. And his potential there is just, like, unmatched. Like, he he just thought that would be a good place for him. And I, I don't know. I don't know if he's right. trying to force something when it's not there or if, like, he's amazing during practice and then just games he gets, like, nervous about his, like, blocking. Aside. I, I don't know. Like, I just, I wonder. Cause but I mean- there has to be, like a reason that he's keeping him there like and that's what I'm asking like what is that reason because well, like I will dm Scott and yes. I will get back with you thank you get to the bottom of this please yeah, it's all we've it's all we ask it's all we ask what did you guys think about starting Adrian but kind of and I wouldn't go as far to call it like a dual quarterback it wasn't dual quarterback but it kind of was what did you guys think about that play style okay. 
Here's, here's my take on it. I actually, as much as I generally hate this, for our team this season, I like that approach. I like having more of a dual quarterback approach where you're playing both of them. You're, you know, just kind of depending on the, the drive and the, you know, the play that you're calling. But I don't really like starting Adrian. I feel like when he starts, it's like there's pressure on him to, you know, get things going you know, don't make mistakes, that sort of thing. I feel like when Luke starts and then Adrian goes in for Luke because maybe Luke's not doing well, there's no pressure on him. And he's just like, just, you know, do what you can. Don't worry about it. Just go in there and salvage a little bit. And he does so much better because I feel like the pressure isn't on him. I would rather Scott start Luke and bring Adrian in rather than Adrian start and bring Luke in. However, I I, I did like the, you know, kind of putting both of them in at different points of the game I can't believe he started Adrian like I it just it kind of galls me a little bit that he's so loyal like it took Martinez how many screw-ups to get like pulled and benched um and Luke to get the start and then Luke has like one bad game versus Illinois and then he's like out already like I, I didn't like Martinez starting um I think Luke gets us off to a, like a hotter start like just running like he's just more of a threat as a runner he just is and like that creates like and he might not be as good of a passer like as Adrian like purely but he's good enough that his running more than makes up for it and <laughs> what so we're like you're good enough <laughs> your pa- his passing is good enough that yes his running is like so much better than Adrian's that yes he is the better like option to start for me and I don't 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 understand why in the fourth quarter Luke goes in to start that one drive he does three plays gets us a first down and then he gets yanked like if things are working like chemistry I get I get switching things up keeping Iowa on their toes but like I don't think that was the time to do it like I really don't it was like hey Luke's doing great let's put Adrian in and not get any more first downs yeah, I think I think what, like, to me as an observer, I'm just like, Luke is so much more confident. That's who you need to start your game with. Like, he's going to get things off to a good start, like you were saying, Amy. And Adrian needs to be handled a little bit more delicately, I think. Like, his, you know, psychology, just you can't put him in a game, like, in a big moment and be like, it's all on you, bud. Like, I think that's maybe why Scott feels more comfortable like yanking Luke because he knows like it's not going to affect his confidence. It's not going to, you know what I mean? Like he's, he doesn't have to be as gentle right. with But him. Martinez he's isn't coming in. through in those high pressure situations. Right. So right. why pull Luke and put him in there when Luke is actually right. you know, getting first I, steps? I think Scott's still trying to like put Adrian in a place where he can make a big play in a big moment and get some confidence back. And I'm just like, I don't, <laughs> I think that ship has sailed. Like, I don't think like we can keep, like you're saying he's so loyal. Like, and I think that he really does want that for Adrian and he probably sees his potential. I'm sure he sees like in practice him doing like making amazing throws and all of this stuff, but he's not doing it in games. And I don't think we can just keep putting him in like in high stakes moments and expecting that he's not going to just fall apart. So I don't know. It's a little bit frustrating to me. Well, once again, we uh, had the better third down efficiency, better fourth down efficiency, more total yards, um, and including both higher passing and rushing. 
But once again, we had more penalties and more turnovers. So frustrating on that point. Um, there are some other games around the league. I'm going to kind of pick the three that stood out to me for the Big Ten. And you guys tell me which one was your favorite. So we had Northwestern losing its undefeated season to Michigan State. We had Penn State not going winless and beating Michigan. And then we had Indiana winning, but obviously losing Pennick. So obviously I don't want to say your favorite, but which one do you think is the most impactful? Well, the Northwestern, Northwestern losing. Because no one cares about Penn State or, or Michigan. That's yeah, true. But do you think, like, I'm just thinking, like, the ripple effect, do you think, like, Harbaugh for sure is out now? Do you think with Indiana losing Penix, like, they're shot at maybe kind of someone upsets gone? Like, the ripple effect throughout the Big Ten is kind of what I'm going for. Yes, I do understand that yeah. no one cares about them. Yeah. I mean, I just think, yeah, the biggest thing is Northwestern. But here's the thing. I am really upset that Penix got hurt um, because sure he is, is too. Yeah, I know. And all their fans, but I'm just like, cause this is going to be their card all rest of the season. And like, if we hadn't got lost him, like we could be in the playoffs or I, I don't know. I'm just like, I can see it coming. And it's just like, yeah. I don't know. Indiana is just like, like the fly that keeps buzzing around like your face when you're trying to, eat or something it's just like they're really annoying to me and I just feel like I don't know yeah now we're gonna not stop talking about Penix and stuff where if they'd have just kept him got properly like you know destroyed by someone in a good old-fashioned beat down then we could just stop talking about them but now it's gonna keep talking yeah who do they play this weekend do you know Indiana mm-hmm that was the game you texted me about their uniforms, and I said, I can't see them. And he said, well, Penix obviously can't see them either. Well, he wasn't looking very good at that point. They play Wisconsin, oh. so it would have been a top 25 matchup. Okay. I mean, it, it technically still is, but I'm, again, because Penix yeah. is out, I don't know how competitive it'll be. Okay. So I, I will understand their frustration, but I don't know. I feel like this is the year of 2020 and you got to play with what you got. So yeah. we'll see. Well, but here's the thing. The quarterback battle at Indiana was super close last year. Mm-hmm. And this year, I believe it was like, I mean, I think Penix had it, but like the battle, like for the job initially was super tight. And so, I think that they have some talent there that they can like draw. Cause don't you remember when he got yeah. announced as the starter and Megan was like, this is my favorite thing today. Some guy named Phoenix <laughs> announced yes. the starter. Well, so like they have some is, depth there. Yeah, they did last year. So Penix was the starter last year, but he was injured. And so it was Peyton Ramsey who was the backup to him. And he, but there was a third guy. In the there was a I'm, third guy. Yeah, I don't remember who that was. I, mean, I thought still, he was still there. He he might still be there. I don't. I know that you know. Obviously, they did lose Peyton Ramsey. Um, and he is not bad, <laughs> as we discovered. Um, so I don't know. I mean, also Wisconsin isn't quite the threat that they were, you know, thought to be. So true. True. You know, they could maybe still handle handle Wisconsin without Penix. I don't know. Yeah, they very very well could. Um, some other games, um, Oklahoma state 
This was a big one to keep their hopes alive to be in the Big 12 championship game. So they, this is actually a really crazy game because they were winning by quite a bit. Down the stretch, Texas Tech started to come back. Uh, but they ended up winning 50-44. to 44. Did you guys get a chance to watch this game at all? Yeah, I so flipped over to it a couple times, but yeah, I didn't watch the whole thing. Yeah, so did not convert the onside kick, but Texas Tech scored 14 points pretty quickly toward the end. So I was a little nervous, but yes. thankfully Oklahoma State still in the running there. Classic Big 12 game. Classic, yes. Pretty much a shootout again. Um, another game, this one was actually good, and I stayed up pretty late to watch it. Um, Oregon versus Oregon State. So, I think we can all now say with confidence what we thought at the beginning of this season. They yeah. will not be a Pac-12 team <laughs> in the college football playoff um, since Oregon State took down Oregon. Yes. Did you guys see the beginning of the game with the fog? Yes. It was That's crazy. I was like, good thing their jerseys are so bright because we wouldn't be able to see them. I know. It was crazy. But anyways, um. The big thing, though, Oregon State obviously did get the upset win. Their coach, by the way, in his third year of coaching, and they pulled off an upset. But Jebbia got hurt. And when you go back and watch it, it was like a really dirty play. Like, it was kind of like in a pile, and the Oregon guy pulls his leg. Mm. You can clearly see it. So I wonder if that's going to get reviewed, and there's going to be some punishment handed out. But that was kind of a bummer because Jebbia played so well. Yeah, and he didn't even get to finish out, get that last touchdown and finish out the game. Yeah, I just don't understand that like that. It. Like, who who raised these kids that they think it's okay to, like, hurt people? And, like, I don't know. Is it like, like, are they just that competitive that they're not thinking straight? Like, I don't know. It just makes me angry. Yeah. Disappointing for sure. Um, on the on the lighter side of things, the Syracuse NC State game. I'm sure we didn't watch, but I'm, I'm assuming everyone saw the highlight that I'm about to talk about. I yes. Oh I my goodness! What kids. are you thinking? I felt bad for him because he was like, after he did it, he was like confused as yeah. to why like the NC State players were like running on the field and everything. And then like you could see the moment he realized like what he did and <laughs> just, like hung his head, and I I, I felt bad for him. Yeah. I know it will what made it worse it was it was not only just one bad play it was like back to back because it's on third down and he's in the pocket and it's like obviously don't take a sack like throw don't the ball away he like yeah. runs around and wastes like t- 10 seconds off the clock and then gets sacked I'm like oh my gosh yeah. and yeah. then strikes the ball it's like oh coach after the game and he was like the most upset with like um his receivers, like one receiver in particular that like dropped a couple. So it's like, yeah, those are the two plays everybody remembers at the end of the game. But that was, you know what I mean? The game isn't lost in just like, right. I don't know. Yeah, I know, but it's still pretty bad. So yeah, it is, but I I felt bad. I don't know. I was just like, if that was Caden or something, I just, I don't know. I felt like, what if I was that kid's mom? I would just feel really bad. I would just pretend I didn't know him anymore. (laughs) He would be cut out of the will. You, you like you like slap a different name on the back of your jersey. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, we have to talk about this one. So, Vandy, Missouri, uh, the first woman, Division One football, Sarah Fuller. Uh, thankfully, she got to kick off at least once because they never scored again. So, they lost 41-0. to zero, But she did get a kick off at half. So, um wasn't wasn't the prettiest kick, but you know, but she made history. I just I wanted right. her to be able to score some point, like legit points, but they like yeah. couldn't freaking punch the ball in, like for one score, get close enough to get mm-hmm. her in range. 
Like, I wanted her to actually have a chance at scoring points. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was kind of a letdown because it's like, woohoo, she kicks off. And it was like, wasn't that great? But she's like, she'll come back and get a couple more kicks in. And then, like, they did nothing. So it's like, oh. Yeah. Okay. And then they fired their head coach. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sad weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> To be Vanderbilt. Yeah, I know. I was like, my kids are really excited about it. And Elizabeth was like, I just don't feel like they're making a big enough deal about this. And I was like, I feel like they're making a really big deal about it. (laughs) It's like in the highlights, you know. Um, But I did feel bad that she didn't get to even pick an extra point, you know, because Vandy is that terrible. I thought the commentators were really gracious, though. Like, they were, like, excited and, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, there could have been a lot, like, douchier of you know, a dude, I guess, calling that game, but like, like, well, you know how some guys are just like, like, yeah, I don't know. I just think they they were excited. They're still professionals. They're not like, (laughs) oh yeah, baby, kick that ball. (laughs) Okay. I don't mean like heckling her. I just meant like, just like stating facts in a monotone. I like his tone was really excited for her. I just thought it was sweet. Like, um, yeah. It was also really also, nice that Missouri player fell on it because I think it was going to get kicked out of bounds. Because that totally was going to go out of bounds uh-huh. and it was going to flag. And he, I, I completely think he fell on it to save that from happening. And I thought that was like a total class act because, yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Michael said that she was named like Co, Co SEC player of the week, maybe. Special oh, okay. teams player of the week from with Najee so. Harris or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that that is exciting. That is a big moment. And I'm glad your your girls got into it, Megan. That's good. Yeah, they're excited. Alrighty. So now is the what if portion of the segment. So the college football playoff. So like I said, we're pretty confident. Um, and by co- pretty confident, I mean 99.9% sure there's no Pac-12 team. Um, and if we do the analogy that the top three went out, so Notre Dame, Ohio State, and Alabama, mm-hmm. what do you guys think would be the fourth team in? So that would be a huge if, right? Because that means Notre Dame beats Clemson in the ACC matchup. And also, Ohio State actually gets to play enough conference games. But We'll we'll say that those are all considerations. Who is the fourth team in, in your opinion, then? Um, I like well because if Clemson loses again, you're you're saying if Notre Dame beats them again, they can't get in with two losses. Like you just can't. Okay. Especially if Trevor Lawrence is back. Like that's not that should not be allowed. Sorry. Like, you had two two tries to beat this team, and you couldn't. No, you're not getting in. But I don't think that is going to happen. I think that they are going to beat Notre Dame, and both of them are going to get in, which is super okay, annoying. Well, that's not the analogy we're running with, Amy. <laughs> well, I'm talking about reality. You always want to bring uh, okay. when I talk about my I'm like, here's, here's the situation. Amy's like, I see your situation, and I reject it. <laughs> yeah, I'm because it's not going to happen. Yeah. I really don't think Notre Dame is beating them. Do you think that's going to happen? Mm, not necessarily. But it, it's interesting to think about. Okay, well, here's who I think should get in. Not Texas A&M, because I'm sick of the SEC. Okay. But I think that what I said beginning of the year, that it's 2020, and it's the year for a non-Power 5 to get in. So. Okay. 
let BYU in or something. Okay, so you're going to give it to BYU, not Cincy. Yeah, I don't like Cincy, if I'm on the <laughs> Very objective, okay. Okay. Megan, what do you think? Yeah, so I am also going to just put a disclaimer in here. I don't think Notre Dame's going to beat Clemson again. So I do think this hypothetical situation is a little bit far-fetched. But if Notre Dame wins out and it's Notre Dame, Ohio State, and Alabama beats Florida and Florida doesn't, you know, beat Alabama and get that fourth spot, then I do think Cincinnati is probably the team that they will put in. I was shocked when the rankings came out and BYU is at number 14 because I would put them above Cincinnati. Yeah, okay. is this who I think's going to get in, or is this who I would put in? I would put in BYU. Okay, but see, I'm, just I'm saying I'm there's no way. There's hypothetical no way. situation. Right, but there's no way that a number 14 team is going to get into the playoff. Right, no, like, no, I thought Laura was asking if I was in charge. It can, okay. it can be either or. Who do you think, or who do you think deserves to I be? Don't, I don't, yeah, I, if I'm in charge, I'm putting BYU in, in that little scenario. Okay. Okay. I think I would too. However, I think what will happen if that happens, like if your scenario plays out that way, I think that they will put Cincinnati in. Okay. What if, so let's, let's go to your other scenario then. So let's say Clemson does beat Notre Dame. However, Ohio State's game is canceled this week and they are not eligible to be considered in the college football playoff. Who are you putting in? Who am I putting in or who do I think they will put in? Who do you think they will put in? I think they'll put Ohio State in. You still think they'll get in? Yes. I think they'll get in with the games that they have played so far. Okay. Yeah, because you don't have to, like, they, Ohio State might not be eligible to play, um, like, the Big Ten Championship. But because there is, like, a, a limit, I mean, there is a set amount for that. But the playoff, there is no, like, you have to play a certain amount of games. Right. And okay. I, think, I think before the season even started, the committee thought Ohio State was going to be one of those teams. And so, like, they're going to keep them up there. I think that they'll put them in. You know, if, if it's out of their hands and they can't play because of corona reasons, then they're going to still have a spot in the playoff in my mind. Okay. Yeah. Laura, right. what do you think? Uh, if, if Ohio State does not play, I mean, so who do they have left on their schedule? They've got Michigan State and they've got Michigan. If they don't play either of these last two games, I don't, I don't know how you put them in. I really don't because they haven't really played. I mean, yes, they're undefeated, but look at the Big Ten. Like, we're terrible. You've had no crossover games. I don't know. 50-50 on that one. We'll we'll see. I don't, I don't think they're going to leave the Big Ten out. Like I like yeah, I, So I mean, you think it's just going to be like two ACC and two SEC teams? Like that's that's BS. You get a non-power. I am not I don't I'm not saying I don't see that non-power getting in. I just think it'll be it'll be a tough sell if Ohio State doesn't play any more games down the stretch. Do I think I they think might get the nod? Yes, but Easier sell than a two-loss Clemson to me mm-hmm. uh, with your little hypothetical situation you had. I don't know. I just – I don't see them really penalizing them when it wasn't 
Like, I don't know. And if they do penalize him, then Kevin Warren better lose his head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is like right. We'll see. I, I mean, do. there's a very real chance that Ohio State does not make the Big Ten championship game. Um, Northwestern right. versus Minnesota is already canceled. Rumors are that Ohio State's scrambling to get a team just to put bodies on the field. So yeah. we'll see. It'll be interesting. My eyes were hurting a little bit this week, and it wasn't just from watching Nebraska lose. It was from also having to look at some pretty darn ugly uniforms. So, Amy, what is our football on fleek segment? Well, you just said it. It's the worst alternate uniforms. Okay, well, we have Michigan State, we have Indiana, and we have Oklahoma State all vying for the top worst. Who wore it worst? Yes. Why don't you go first? Okay, I will start us off here. So my pick uh, is Michigan State. <laughs> and here, there's a lot of reasons why I don't like it. One, I actually think like you're traditional, and I get these are supposed to be alternate, but you could have done the same color scheme, just something different. I really like the dark green and white. I think it's classy. I think it's like the non-flashy. It's just a good football color for uniform. But then they went and added essentially highlight colors. So it's like a neon yellow and green for their lettering. And Luke said, essentially it looks like a kid got a hold of a, a Sharpie, like a highlighter and just wrote the letters in themselves. Cause that's what it looks like. So you have this very classy looking Jersey, like the dark forest green and white, and then clashing disgusting colors of MSU across the front. And it wasn't even like, a, like the block lettering was weird. I don't know. I was not a fan. Seems okay. like it worked, though, because they won, but I was like, ugh. Why, so I have a hypothetical Are they trying to be Oregon? Situation. Like, what are they doing? I have a hypothetical situation for you. Okay. What if it wasn't clashing colors? What if they just went with a different shade of green for their whole, like, green part and then had, like, their white pants or whatever, but, like, just went with, like, you know, a brighter shade of green for the whole thing and not different shades of green in the same uniform? Mm, yeah, uh, I don't know but I'm like ugh, just give me the traditional uniform that's all I ask so I, I don't think I would still like it okay maybe it's because our alternate uniforms never work out for us but yeah I'm not a huge fan of the alt uniforms yeah but I think ours looked really good at least yeah yeah ours I mean, definitely ours looked better but we went down in flames but we look good doing it <laughs> that's right nice and slim <laughs> nice Nice and slim. We look so sleek out there, according to Megan. <laughs> I'm wearing all black right now. Let me tell you, it's not slimming. Okay, well, let me tell you what is not slimming. That is camo, okay? It doesn't look good on anyone. It's not I a flattering look. I disagree. I rock some camo. Okay, I am not a fan How of How can you camo. even tell? How can you see them? I know. Exactly, exactly. Like, when you are trying to, like, put receivers out there for your quarterback to hit like why would you want them wearing camo when they're like blending in everything else like, <laughs> like, I don't the, the turf is a, like a kind of a greenish brown okay let's camo them in that <laughs> yeah but then the defenders well, can't see them either <laughs> well that's true that's true maybe that was part of their their thinking there I don't know but they came out and I was like what which team is this first of all I'm like with you Laura I don't like it when I can't tell who a team is just by mm -hmm. glancing at their uniforms. I like the traditional colors. I like to know like which team is which. I just make it easy on me. 
Indiana, that was a really bad look. The camo was bad enough, but then on top of it, like the red letters against the like grayish camo, it's not a good look at all. I don't know. They like kind of reminded me, and I don't know why <laughs> this is the first word that's popping into my head, but they reminded me of like armadillos, like these scaly little like <laughs> creatures running around out there. And I was just like, ugh, I don't like that. It was, it was not a good look. So, but they yeah. win. So they might, they, they might pull those back out. Who knows? Yeah, but, but Penix got injured. So that's, that's true. I know. So know. maybe they yeah, well, do you remember when, do you remember when Caden was like little and he wore like his all camo or whatever, and I think it was Dad and Luke were like, "Where's Caden? We can't see yeah. him. We can't find him." And Caden's like right in front of him, and he's like, like oh, "Guys, I'm right here." Yeah. Yes. Okay, I had to like bury those camo boots that he wore like twenty four seven, three sixty five, like. I have pictures of Megan and I taking Elizabeth and him to the Noah and the Ark, um, like the Creation Museum in, is that in Louisville? No, it was in Northern Kentucky. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, it is like summer. Elizabeth's in like a sundress and sandals. Caden's in a t-shirt and shorts. And it's like giant camo boots that he repeated. <laughs> he like, loved those. He yes, wore he them all the time. Oh my gosh. And yeah. he wore them much better than Indiana. We'll put yes. it that way. Yes. And he wore them without socks, so they smelled awful. Anyway. Okay. Well, I have Oklahoma State. And I don't think these, like, are necessarily, like, the ugliest, most awful. But when Luke said, oh, hey, we're wearing our Clemson uniforms again, like, that, it, they really did look like Clemson. And if there was an award for, like, the most boring alternate uniforms that I've ever seen, this was them. Because they just, like, were all orange and white, and it was boring. Like, I don't know if they would have had some even black pants instead. Because they really did look like Clemson. Like, you know, their helmet's obviously a little different. But, like, they really did look like Clemson out there. And... They're like, maybe this will make us better. Make us really know. play well. <laughs> maybe did. it'll intimidate the other team. They'll think they're they playing. They did close. get right. the win, but they were just like boring. I feel like whoever designed those was like some ninety-year-old like grandpa that I don't know. It was just <laughs> like lack of creativity. I would have loved like a splash of color or something. I just thought they were boring. Yeah, I, again, I don't love alt uniforms, but again, if you're trying to go for that flashy, like, you have black and orange as two of your colors. Like, I feel like you can make something pretty sick. Yeah, you can make a statement or at least, like, but, something that you can't, at least a shade of orange that, like, sears people's eyeballs off makes you remember them, but <laughs> it was just, like, pumpkin orange. Yeah, yeah, well, I guess the one thing I will say is all three of these teams did get a win, so maybe... Maybe there's something to it. That might be. All righty. Well, we have a clear winner from last week's pick. So congratulations, Amy. Your game that got you the win was the Oregon State pick. I believed. You did. Believed in the Riley-Jebia combo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well-placed faith there. So that was the pretty much the only game we uh, took different besides the Wisconsin-Minnesota game that did not get played. So... Um, yeah, that was good. And I think Megan and I, I'll speak for Megan when I say we are perfectly happy with Oregon losing for that reason. Yeah. So yes, we are. Um, 
Well, let's make some picks for this week. We have Nebraska versus Purdue. Before we get down to the score, what do you guys think are just maybe some top takeaways or keys to success for this game? Don't turn the ball over. Okay. Okay, Jurgen needs to have better snaps consistently the entire game. Here's the real key. We need to score in the red zone, okay? Because we have been able to move the ball on every single team that we've played, but we have struggled with scoring in the red zone. So we just got to hold on to the ball and score in the red zone, and we'll pull out a W. Okay, also, I think the two-quarterback system, like, approach the game with that plan, but start Luke and put Adrian in for certain plays, not the other way around. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I will send these notes off to, to Frost. Thank you. I think, I think the biggest thing is because I feel like everyone in the Big Ten, again, except for kind of your outliers, it can be pretty much anyone's week anywhere. So as long as we have less penalties and less turnovers, I think we can win. So we will we will see. What do you guys what do you guys think the final score will be? 37-17. Okay. Right, I'm I don't know if we've scored in the 30s yet, but I like your optimism. Yeah, I was gonna have a slightly lower score, so I'm gonna say 28-24. Yeah, that's a little I'll, too close for comfort. I hope that doesn't come true. I mean, I hope not too, because it's starting to like ruin my Saturdays, like <laughs> stress of it and all. And my appetite. Yeah. And we always keep playing at eleven, so it's like all day the misery drives out. Yeah, and you've got to see the highlights yeah. all day long. Yes. I am gonna say twenty-four seventeen. Also hope that doesn't come true. Okay. Well. <laughs> At that point, it's still a WSO. Yeah, it is, but I just, I want to blow somebody out. Okay. Alrighty. Well, see what we can do there. Um, Number five, Texas A&M taking on number 22, Auburn. I, I'm going to stay with Michael's fighting Jimbo's again. He's been right so far. So I'm going to take Texas A&M. Watch Texas A&M play LSU. I was not impressed with them. They, they're not a good team. Like, I mean, yes, they had a really good game against Florida. And since then, I don't know what else they've done. Here's the thing, okay, though. So, Megan, are you taking Auburn? Here's yes. the thing, though. Auburn okay. playing Alabama, though, was maybe even more abysmal. So, it's like, which suckier team do you take? Yeah, which I, do one? Think, I do think it could go either way very easily, depending on, you know, like what kind of day the quarterback is having. Because neither one of those quarterbacks is consistent and or reliable. But I'm going to go with Auburn. Okay. Amy? I think I'm going to go Auburn, too. All righty. Big 10 matchup. Again, Penix out. But number 12, Indiana, taking on 16, Wisconsin. Hmm. I'm going to take Wisconsin. Yeah, like, I think this would be, well, I'd be a lot more likely to take Indiana with Penix in. Um I don't think Wisconsin is great, but I th- think that they could possibly get the win just because Indiana's out of sorts. Um, yeah, I'll take Wisconsin. Okay, I guess I'll go with Indiana just to be different. I I don't really know. <laughs> I don't have a feeling at all about this game. So, okay. as much as I hate hate to see Indiana win again, I I could see them beating Wisconsin. All right, and to steal Rachel's terminology, my college lame day pick, I think will be, actually be pretty close. Penn State is playing Rutgers. 
I'm going to take Rutgers. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Vedral, as they call him. I'm going to go with Vedral. <laughs> Isn't he hurt, though? Is he still out? I think he might be. Well, let me I look. If Vedral's playing, I'll take Rutgers. If he's not playing, I'll take Penn State. You can put that qualifier in there. Okay. Um, I'll take Penn State. They got their first win. Maybe, maybe they got something going now. I don't know. You say you want who, Megan? Sorry. Penn State. Okay. Uh, I think he might be back because he was on the sidelines warming up for the Purdue game. And then the last, it was a last minute poll. So I'm, I'm assuming he's going to play, but I could be wrong. Um, but Megan, I'll put you down for Penn State. Okay. To the Big 12 here. We've got number 17, Texas, taking on K State. Megan, who you got? Uh, I'll take Texas. I don't want that to happen. I'll take K-State. I would prefer K-State, but I don't think Texas loses back-to-back, so I'm going to take Texas. And then, because I had to pick an ACC game, FSU is playing Duke. Okay, so did you see how FSU canceled their game this week, too? Oh, yeah, like right, right at the last minute. I feel like it's like when a kid like tells their parents that they're sick and then their parents don't make them go to school. And so they're like, that worked pretty well. So then they try it again the next week. They're like, yeah, I'm not feeling good again. Still don't just, feel good. Just to see if it works. Uh, Florida State's on to something here. They're like, you know, we're just not feeling too good. I don't think we can play that game. Um, I will take Florida State, though, if they actually play because Duke is truly awful. Yeah. I think FSU wins, but my heart has to pick Duke just because I don't want to pick FSU. So I will, I'll take Duke, but they are pretty darn bad. Amy, are you still with us? Yeah, I am. Um, I'll take Duke. All right. Well, (laughs) should be an interesting week for games. Uh, I'm getting excited. I think Nebraska can once again get a get a W, but hopefully we minimize the mistakes and we start to see some improvement. But everyone have a good week. Hopefully everyone's coming out of their Thanksgiving food coma. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to College Dame Day. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also hit us up. We are at College Dame Day on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Join us again next week for more college football content. Oh,